Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and Nicole, Lady of the Crease, Callahan. What's up, FAM? Hello. Hey, howdy, hey. Oh, it's great to see everybody. I know it's a great intro. Hey, howdy, hey. That's so many different varieties of the word hello. I know. I know. I'm pretty sure Nicole has that trademarked. Like, that's not. It's like three. Hey, howdy, hey. That's yeah. We all right. Let's write it down. Hey, howdy, and hey. No one can ever say their intro ever again. Yeah, we're putting that down right there. So, yeah. When when we get uh, Nick Price, oh no, he can't say the words. Like that's going to be the key. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's true so very very true but the point the point being what's up hey howdy hey hey how's everyone going lots of fun stuff happening we're back for another week of friends <laughs> in magic wonderful times wonderful things great stuff happening and i also would always love to know how everyone weeks how has everyone week in magic been caroline how was your week okay well i'd like to everybody to know that we are successfully recording this podcast from the year 2021. All three of us in very different time zones have successfully made it into 2021. I know I was successful because I recorded, I streamed my experience live so that I could for sure know that I got carried into 2021. Because honestly, who the heck knows these days? There was some concern. I was nervous for December 32nd. I so. know. This is so true. Nicole, how did you make it? How did you make it through to 2021? I actually well, you made I it before me. <laughs> that is true. I made it, I made it before Caroline and I needed to make sure. I actually did check in on Caroline's stream when it was Thank you. there. And I'm like, so she kind of carried me in. I kind of piggybacked <laughs> on her. I was just like, well, in case I spent the last three hours actually still in 2020, now I know I've crossed. Okay, the I like it. So. I like it. To be honest, that was one of my more favorite streams I've ever done. It was it was a drinking stream, which yeah. is not in Caroline's wheelhouse. Um <laughs> and it was unstructured. So we just kind of wind blew through different games and time and stuff it was really fun made sure everybody arrived safely in 2021 as they i didn't check on my hawaiian friends that i don't have so (laughs) no no one no one checked on me so i was waiting at the bus stop of 2021 (laughs) like a kid after soccer practice whose parents didn't pick him up and is just waiting there being like no they'll they'll come it'll it'll show up (laughs) It's fine. It'll show up. It's fine. And then I eventually just walked over to 2021. But the problem I found out why is because all of my computers and devices had the Y2K21 bug, which apparently apparently that's a great topical joke that everyone's going to get and be like, nice job there, Brasky. Way to go, boomer. Hey, now we're talking. Uh, Okay, but my week in actual magic... um, as if you've been following the last couple of episodes, you know that I'm taking or taking or was taking or I don't know, whatever. Um, I was participating in less magic than usual. Uh, and that hasn't changed too much. Uh, this weekend I did a couple rounds of sealed in the Mox uh, super qualifier thingy. Um, and then I also played a little bit of standard with some VML friends uh, to get prepped for our first deckless submission, which was due a couple of days ago on Sunday. Uh, kind of hard to get back in the groove of things not gonna lie i you know went through the the typical 10 20 experience because decklists are due at 11 o'clock my time so 10 20 experience of being like oh no what do i submit oh this was terrible why did i think this would be a good deck um and then the, the monday morning quick show me what my opponent submitted to know how bad like how bad my choice was so that was fun to relive all that all over again um but that's really it. Yeah, not not a ton of magic on my radar at the moment. I've been playing uh, 
the it will get bleeped out, but I'll say it and then it will get bleeped out after. So I was playing Hearthstone Battlegrounds. So you'll just hear beep Battlegrounds. <laughs> but <laughs> you're playing Braskin's game. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, I was playing Battlegrounds and I've been playing it for a couple days now. Um, it's not, I don't see it being my main or anything for the future, but it is fun. And I like kind of just being bad at something and not caring. So it's good. And Elemental's really fun. So that's, cool. why, that's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> Wait, we're bad at podcasting? I thought Wait, we were great. No, at no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm bad. You know what? Never mind. I'm bad at describing that part. So we can just move on. <laughs> well, we are bad at podcasting. Yeah, we are terrible at this, but we're also really good at talking to other folks. Like, Nicole, how was your week in Magic? Uh, it's actually been really awesome. It's been super exciting. I'm stoked for week one of the VML. Uh, I was dead set. I was like, you know what? Rogues is the best deck in standard. I'm going to play Rogues. I'm going to learn how to play this deck. I haven't played it before. And I played it a little bit. And then I actually went into uh, Emma Handy's final Twitch stream uh, before she moved on to Wizards. And she was giving... There were a bunch of us in chat. A bunch of VML people. Just random VML people. And she was like, listen. Rules the best deck in standard. Or you could just submit something different. She goes, sometimes it pays to be smart rather than clever. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm just submitting gruel. So I just like found the gruel deck that had just won the SCG that had gone undefeated in the SCG that day and just submitted that exact that. that. And now K- I'm playing the mirror. So K-Prince <laughs> is pretty great. K-Prince is fantastic. Wow, what the heck? You guys waited to talk about that until after I left? That's so oh, I guess so. I guess so. They were all sending DMs to each other, just being like, yeah, don't talk about the decks. Wait till Caroline leaves. Hold up. Hold up. What the heck? I, I'm so actually bad. surprised you weren't still there. Um, we no, weren't I, speaking I, about I was it. Watching, we were talking about it like in chat chat. Like I was watching the- Ratatouille, the musical. Oh. <laughs> the TikTok musical. Priorities, right? <laughs> so um, I'm ready to, to, I'm actually playing my match on Thursday evening. Oh, me um, too. So a lot of people are because I'm best day. going to be casting Hands on Friday. Down. It's a little time to test and everything. So I'm going to, you know, test the mirror a bit uh, and feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I've gotten a few few matches in with the deck and I'm very excited to play on Thursday. And it's then- it's so true that Thursday is the best time to play like any competitive, fun competitive league match. Like in the different like kind of competitive spots I do, whenever I like meet up with an opponent, they're just like, what works best for you? Thursday, 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 Thursday's okay. great. Let, let me talk about why Thursday's best. Okay, so for us, decklists are due Sunday, um, which is a great decklist day because like most people, I get not everyone does, but most people have weekends off. So you're, you're kind of leading up to like, I have homework, but it's Sunday night and I didn't do my homework, but it's okay. It was due at midnight. So you submit your decklist. Uh, and then Monday you get you get everybody else's decklist and it's too much anxiety to play Monday. Are people crazy? How do you even have time to like process what's happening? Um, and then you want to set a day with your future person that gives you time to test, even if you don't actually test, which happens all the time. Um, so then you like go through the days of the week. You're like, well, I don't want to do next Sunday. That's too late. Saturday it, weekends. I find really hard to schedule anything because it's very like a flexible thing. You're like, Oh, like anything could happen. I don't want to schedule it. <laughs> and then Friday is Friday evening. You, it's after work. You can't schedule things. What about if you like do fun things? And then uh, the next possible, like, earliest day is Thursday. So, therefore, Thursday. And I stream Wednesdays. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. And then Tuesday. I would do podcast the- Tuesday. So there you go. Yeah, podcast on Tuesday. You know, Tuesday's like tomorrow when you when you get the when you get the list. Hmm. So it's just True. like yeah, and you don't. It's actually, like way too much. It's like ah, tomorrow. Nobody actually talks to their opponent until after you have each other's list. You don't oh, talk yeah. to each other like on Sunday, even though you know you're playing each other. You actually know weeks in advance. Like I could message my week seven opponent and be like, hey, listen. We're you gonna play, to, you know, Monday that week, and that's you that. You need to show confidence. Like, but I'm not gonna know the, deck, the matchup first. It's yeah. such an alpha move, right there, Nicole. Maybe the maybe the best move is to like message your week seven opponent, be like, "Hey, listen, I'm just looking at the calendar, and not sure my availability on that one. It's gonna be tough to fit you in. I mean, I plan on already being in the playoffs at that point, but I'm sure, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll I'll squeeze you so, in. So, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, for deckless submission for VML, I guessed my opponent would play gruel because i'd watched their stream before and i gen i had a general idea of their play of their like love for a certain deck um so i had them on gruel but i've recently found that black red green in quotations black red (laughs) has been doing well again and i'm freaking in like i love the black red deck i actually won season three with it even though I'm not sure it was really good then, but it's probably not good now either. But I've been in love with it, even though my records are like, I think I played a couple le- like standard stuff. I don't know, whatever, who cares? I've just been loving it. So what I did on Sunday is I found a gruel person and I was like, will you play with me? And if I get at least a decent showing, 50-50, then I'm going to go for it. And so I played gruel like Sunday afternoon with uh, with another female competitor and then we we exchanged matches like it was almost literally 50 50 so i was like ah screw it and then my opponent did register gruel so <laughs> i'll take fingers crossed i, I beat gruel in the finals too so it's not like, i just need to, re- I need to get on my calendar when deck lists are due strictly just to troll the both of you the next time so i can look and be like <laughs> oh what'd you submit oh gruel oh what you- oh you put gruel in that's great idiot <laughs> No, you're gonna do great though. You're gonna be. You're gonna be it was Grixis. No, I'm right? excited. Oh, it was Grixis. It was Grixis. Yeah, it was Grixis. I submitted Grixis. What did you submit? Not. Oh, did you submit not Grixis? Soda. <laughs> that's I don't know who that was. That that's Joe in the back. Just ignore yes. Joe. Just ignore Joe. <laughs> Joe, the Grixis player. There's you know, there's Spike. There's Timmy. There's Jimmy, and now there's Joe. Everyone has their archetype. Joe is just a Grixis player. That's all. That's all it is. It could be either J O E or J O. Doesn't matter. It's actually just Nickel Bolas with a mustache. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's Nickel Bolas, but he looks like he's in Nickelback. So he's got like <laughs> he's got like a blonde wig and like a goatee. Yeah. Nobody will That's kind Nobody of. Nobody will know. How yeah. will they know? It's perfect. It's done. It's fantastic. Well, I feel like I just made a really good joke to the one person that watched that is on TikTok. <laughs> Okay, if you actually got that joke, please tweet at me because I've been spending way too much time on TikTok. It's true. It's true. It's so true. So make sure to tweet at Mighty Linguini. M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. I know that because I've now been on this That's podcast. such a good joke. Episodes. Oh, I really wish that our TikTok circle Venn diagram and listener Venn diagram was big. Yeah, that's a, that's a small sliver. <laughs> Like it's it even as far as like Mac pretty that's a pretty small sliver on that one. <laughs> all I will say about my week in magic is that I have just thoroughly enjoyed watching all of you uh try and piece your weeks in magic together. I have for the most part just been hanging out 
enjoying my time playing whatever I want. I did finish my third like playable commander deck, which was fabulous, which revolves around Braid's Conjurer Adept, which basically means everyone gets to put a- Why? You're a terrible human. Why? Oh, I hate, I just hate cards that are confusing. It's not confusing. Is it not the original braids, or is it a different? Is it a no? It's not the black. It's not the the black color braids. Where everyone like sacrifice something. It's a braids oh. where when I play okay. it, see, it's like, and I go last because it's it's kind of a group hug deck. So I play braids conjure okay. adept, and it's at the beginning the of everyone's braids, right? no, yeah, at the beginning of everyone's upkeep, they can put an artifact creature or land from their hand into the battlefield. Okay, I, I thought it was the Cabal Minion. Cabal Minion, no, that's Band and Command. Oh, that's also not a legendary creature. So. Yes, but I put that, so oh, I play it is, that. It Sorry, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a part, different spot of the card. <laughs> it's part group hug, and then on top of it, it's also kind of part um, card draw, part big stuff, and part stacks. So what each player's upkeep, that player may put an artifact, creature, or land card from his or her hand onto the, into play. And so the great thing about it is that I play it, and then after you play it, everybody else gets to take advantage of it before you. So you politic and be like, hey, I'm everyone's friend. You get to cheat out all your big stuff. And then it comes to me, and then I get to be like, oh, it's my turn? It's lovely. And what happened in the first game I played this, I played it. Everyone's like, thank you, Brasky. Here's my best artifact. Next person, here's my best artifact. Third person, here's my best artifact. And I say, that's fabulous. Oh, I'm going to play this thing in my hand. It's Jinkataxius Court Augur, which means that all of your maximum, all of your hand sizes are now zero. You're so mean. And then everyone's- I stand by my initial reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's part of his group hug. Part of it is stacks. Part of it is just big Eldrazi, and then the other part of it is just uh, bouncing stuff. Everyone, if, it's, it's I like, I play tangle, that. If you have Tangle Wire, Nicole's leaving. Oh, uh, no, I do not have Tangle Wire. Yeah. <laughs> I do not, have to, but I do have plenty of other, like, bounce, bounce things. Like, I'll play, I'll play Braids. They'll cheat out their big stuff, and I say, bounce it. And then I'll say it in that voice, too. It's like I'm a little, it's like I'm a little, like, some sort of gerbil. They'll sit there and be like, all right, oh, cool, here's my... Here's my big, here's my, uh, here's my Murek. Cool. Bounce it. <laughs> here's my Ulamog. Bounce it. And then it comes to me. It's like, cool. Oh, that's fabulous. Here's Ring of Three Wishes. I now can find whatever I want. And then you just got to go from there. So it was, it was an awesome time. I will say to, uh, to do a little of like, what's the, my favorite like card that messes with people. Quicksilver Fountain. Quicksilver Fountain is an old school artifact that basically says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player puts an island counter on a land that they control, and that land is now an island. Not in addition to its other stuff, it's just an island. And then you continue to do that on each player's upkeep until every single non-island card has an island counter on it, and then you remove all the counters. So basically you flood everybody out with blue mana, and then the second that everyone has nothing but blue mana, you take all those counters away and you start over. And the, and the dam breaks and it goes away. So when it's sneaky amazing, because if you're playing against... A mono black deck. If you're playing against a gruel deck, if you're playing against like a, 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 a red white deck, any of that kind of stuff. You just they're like, oh, that seems fine. I can play around that. And then slowly but surely, they're just like, this is terrible. I can't do anything anymore until who I can't introduce Brasky to Commander. Like, yeah. who let this happen? This is really this should not have happened. This is what happens when you meet up with other friends who play Magic? Because now I play more paper Magic than digital Magic, even in COVID times. And now I've become a mad scientist. This is not okay. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what my play table said. And I said, okay, I'll, 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 
<laughs> I'll switch back over to something more more fun. And, and that's, weird. that's what everyone said before they left the call last night. <laughs> it's 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 the only thing I could think of when playing it is that another guest of this podcast, Hayu Yu, uh, of course Nefet, who is also a wonderful blue player. All I was doing while I was playing this deck was just being like, she'd be so proud. <laughs> She'd be so proud yeah, of you you have the wrong audience for blue players <laughs> today. <laughs> no Sean, no Hayu. No Sean, no Hayu. You're SOL over there, buddy. I'm just, I'm just running out being like, look at the awesome stuff I did. And all my other co-hosts being like, you're a terrible, terrible person. Terrible got a couple of Tron man. players glaring at you right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah you, you know you no darn messed what? up when the Tron players are mad. <laughs> Someone to make me a silver-bordered card that's just called Tron's Glare. And all it is is a mono-blue hate card. And that's all it's ever going to be. <laughs> and you might have opportunities to play your mono blue hate cards if you like to play competitive magic in some way, shape, or form, because there's plenty of events going on in the world of Magic the Gathering, which is why we always want to hit up the news and upcoming events, which we always head over to Caroline Cavanaugh to give us the rundown of what's coming up. Again, it's mixture of like both like like I I need to know, Nicole, is that it's mostly it, just laser is that, yeah, is that news sounds or is those are those laser beams? Nicole, what's your opinion? Pew pew. I can pew pew is laser. See the thing is, is that every noise in my head is different, but every noise that comes out of my mouth is the same. I feel so like if you I you hear grand instead of like pew pew. So doo 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 is like news noises and pew pew is like laser noises. I'll do me. It's all it's all about the plosive. Yeah, it's the pu yeah. or the duh. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, this. exactly. Maybe I wanted it to be lasers. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch a laser news show. I don't know about you. I'd be um, looking forward to like if this is the news breakdown. I'd be I'd be very scared of what breaking news is. Like here's breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have the SCG, SCG Tour is continuing as it has over the last couple of months. Uh, it will be standard, same satellite style, Friday, Saturday, main event Sunday. Um, treat Sunday as a PTQ like K Prince did, uh, going 12-0 on the previous, uh, last Sunday's event, uh, and is now re-qualified for uh, the championship, uh, which is great because they won the the grand finals in the summer and we're not qualified for this championship so i'm happy that they're back uh though should they have had to earn it themselves that's a debatable fact um some other tournaments coming up we have the cfb pro showdown uh for the january edition that is the single elimination standard event um that is free if you are a member of or the only way to participate is if you're a member of the CFB Pro, uh, which is their paywall for all their articles and content. Um, you know, it's definitely single elimination, so it has highs and lows, but uh, if you are interested in that, go ahead and check that out on Melee. Um, some random tournaments I found on Melee. Uh, we have the Bash Brothers Battle, which I think is a standard, or I know is a standard tournament. I believe you have to be, I think, a Patreon to their podcast. If you want more information, you should find out yourself. But it exists and you should play it. Um, and then there's also... <laughs> sorry, this is very funny to me. It's called the Insight Esports and Chipotle Presents the Burrito Brawl. Not bowl. So if you didn't understand the joke there. Um, it is a brawl tournament. Uh, it has an entry fee. It's happening on, I want to say, Saturday. I want to put a little asterisk that while it you know, 
Chipotle is involved in some way, uh, but it is involved through like gift certificates and such, as opposed to like a full crazy sponsorship. But uh, overall, it is still happening. It does have actually a pretty decent prize pool for a Prawl tournament. Um, so feel free to go and explore. And again, you can learn more information yourself on MGG Melee. I need um, to I need to step in for a quick second. The Bash Brothers battle, as it says right there, is not a standard format. It's gladiator format. Oh, it does actually say gladiator right there yeah. on the cool. thing. I, what the heck is gladiator? Gladiator is a majestic format that is a 100-card singleton format, much like Commander, but played in Magic Arena. It is 100-card okay, singleton Okay, I regret advertising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will give you the quick rundown for those who do not know what gladiator is in case they want to play it. Oh, no, I've released Brasky. It's a 100-card singleton format in Magic Arena. It's best of three, 1v1. You start with a life total of 20, Okay. Decks have to contain a minimum of 100 cards. There are no sideboards, and every card in 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 Magic Arena is legal, with the exception of Field of the Dead, Nexus of Fate, Nissa, Oko, and Teferi Time Rally. How so, do you know all this? That was insane. insane. <laughs> Gingitaxius, Core Augur, and Braids Conjurer Adept are not legal in this format, though, right? They are not. <laughs> not yet. Until they get added to like a new remastered format, they're not just yet added to that whole thing. I'm just checking. I needed to make I, sure. I tried. Okay, well, you <laughs> go and check that out. <laughs> it is. Um, it is surely. It is surely a really fun format. It's a fun way for commander players to basically play uh, ridiculous kind of versions of commander. It's basically what commander players did to play their style of game in arena, and that's what gladiator format is. Okay. Well, thank you for filling for for not misleading our viewers as I was planning on doing it. Um, but it, the both tournaments sound fun, just not for me. Um, so speaking of things that are for me, <laughs> there are two events on Moda this weekend that um, I wanted to highlight. One is called a Super Qualifier um, for... It's just a Super PTQ. Uh, basically, Super... Okay, here's the, the, the rundown, lowdown of Moda events. If they add the word Super, there's two things they're telling you. One, you don't have to have qualification points or QPs. So that's good because I never have them. And two, the top two spots of that tournament go to the PT. I don't really know why they decided that, but that's how it is. So if it's super, it means no QPs and two people qualify. And then for, uh, that's on Saturday. And for Sunday, there's a normal limited qualifier uh, and QPs are needed for that, uh, which means you would have to play like prelims or jam cube for four hour, for 400 hours or something. But um, both are pretty cool. Limited qualifiers are generally the best way because uh, there's no barrier to entry for those except the actual entry fee. But um, And then just a quick note on Moto. In the next couple of weeks, there's going to be another one of those like passes that you can buy. So it's like, I think last time it was like 20 bucks and you got your account got access to every card in Moto's history for a period of time. And this time it's going to be for two weeks. Um, and I highly recommend that if you aren't certain about Moto or you're not sure of like where your life is going in arena, <laughs> um, this is a great way to test. If you're at all interested in Moto, learn your stops, learn what's going on. Um, and then there are going to be some cool showcase stuff that that will lead in, like be around for, um, which will mean that those showcase events will have, I feel like the competition will be better because everyone has access to the same things. There's actually some price blocking on on uh, moto right now like some of the cards are just just outrageously expensive and it does mean that deck lists that come out of moto not in standard but 
in some of the older formats can just be a little off because people are like, well, I didn't want to buy my, you know, third or fourth Omnath or something crazy. Like sometimes they just really are too expensive. So uh, I think that's going to be really cool. I would keep an eye out for that as well. Um, and the last thing that we, last two things, one, we mentioned it last week, but the official MTG Caldeheim spoilers start January 7th, which is Thursday. So when you get this podcast, it's already happened, <laughs> but only by like 10 minutes. So you should be able to go and watch the VOD or hopefully have remembered from last week. Uh, and then the most important thing you should watch this week is Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash CCG. And that is the first week of VML coverage. Nicole will be your uh, host with Becky and I will be featured. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think that's that's all I got for news and upcoming events the only thing i will slip into that part is that the best part about gladiator is that it's gas and by gas oh i mean I gladiator so arena singleton G-A-S so gas. this is what i get for doing the show notes at like 7 a.m or something like this oh. is i, I take was all that of was that Nicole caroline did this i blame yes. you you put you accidentally put a gladiator tournament from mtg melee in the show notes and guess what brasky did took oh. it Ran with it. It is telling people with excitement. Oh, what have I done? I ran yeah. with it like a write the Bash Brothers and be like, I was already giving. <laughs> I was already giving Brasky the the brawl, the burrito brawl. That was my little like the olive branch. Hey, bro, bro, that was like, the that was like the the alley oop. You kind of just like whoop. yeah. Like, I was like, here, well, buddy. Brawl's fine. It has Brawl's got its com- its commander thing, that kind of stuff. No, Gladiator doesn't have commanders. It's just a hundred card singleton. That's all it is. Like it is ridiculous. There is no, there is like you show up to that thing going, "What do you got?" I don't know. And then you go be like, "Hey, one, three, two. All right, cool. Let's do this." Like that's that's what that's what you get with awesome gladiator content right there. Regret. It's okay. That's we'll what you get. It's okay. <laughs> you get we're not gonna, you know, we're not we're not gonna start a whole other podcast about the gladiator format. One because it would just be wildly inappropriate. So next, we're gonna move on to our main topic, which is. What we want to talk about, which is the fact that we do have a new set, a new standard set coming up in the not too distant, near, but distant, but far away, but kind of coming up very close future, which is, of course, Kaldheim. And Kaldheim uh, leads us to basically the discussion of being like, how do how do each of us, different players, prepare in different ways for when a new set comes out? Some of us are standard players. Some of us uh, play some of the more eternal formats. Some of us play gladiator uh, other folks play, other, other folks play limited and we all prepare in different ways for the release of a set and then we all engage with the game differently once that set comes out and that's what we wanted to, to have that kind of topic of discussion between the three of us and also know how y'all feel about when new sets come out by of course tweeting at us at swagoi gaming s-w-a-g-o-i gaming about how you, what and how you do a new set coming out and that's what we want to talk about is how do you prepare for a new set coming out and then what do you do right when that set comes out nicole give us the rundown of like you know call time is on the horizon what is your what's your process give us the process of how you will process called time well i kind of wait for everything I, I i like to take it all in at once like i like to watch full set reviews you know taking everything and see what kind of everybody else is doing. I am a filthy, dirty net decker. Horrible. <laughs> I like to like poke around. I obviously like, I look at cards, I go, this card's really cool. And this card's really cool. Maybe I'll look for brews that people use those cards in. 
But what you'll find a lot of times, even when new sets come out, that doesn't mean there's brand new decks. It means a lot of times like people kind of just slot one or two new cards into an existing deck. And sometimes they're not even that sure. You know, they're like, uh, they'll just put a card should obviously be four copies in the main deck and it will be eventually, but they're going to start with two because they just want to know how it is and how it works. So even with new keywords and everything, everybody's just very, you know, test the waters. Just kind of put your pinky toe in. See see how it is. And then, you know, give it a shot. Okay. I like to okay. grind the ladder sometimes. I got, I got this. Okay. What? I've oh. got, this is Nicole. Are you ready? So yeah. you have to close your eyes. This is a scenario that everyone has to picture. Okay. Okay. Please, okay. Cl please close your eyes unless you're actually driving while listening to the podcast. <laughs> so please picture, well, if you're walking, maybe don't close I'm your closing eyes. My eyes. Also, yes. uh, so, okay. Picture the Fall Guys level, which is <laughs> the maze. And it's all hidden. You know the hidden maze? So if, if this isn't landing with you too, it's not going to land with others. So do you guys know what this level is? The I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So what happens in this level, in the beginning, everybody's super eager and they just randomly go through all the parts in the maze until they find the like last three rows. But the last three rows is Nicole. And it's basically <laughs> all 10 players are on this one square and nobody wants to go forward to find the next square. Everybody's so gosh damn nervous. <laughs> and everyone's pushing each other gently to see who will go to the next square. And this is Nicole. Nicole is in the middle. She is not getting griefed off. She's ready to win, but she wants someone else to go That's, first. <laughs> there'll be 12 people that will qualify and I'll never be first. I'll usually be like six But I'm always in. I'll be in. Yes, <laughs> I'm there. I'm telling you, this I'll is Nicole's it. approach. It's called like standard. or something. I love right? it. It's, yeah, it's like I don't know. Something. I don't actually yeah. remember. But yes, I know exactly what you're, what you're talking about. That is exactly me. I, I, just I you know, you. <laughs> I'll take an old deck and play it on the ladder and be like, all right, let's see what everybody else yeah, is like, playing. Like, and what other cards do people cast? Like, what new cards are people playing? Exactly. Yeah. I'm just picturing it. It's mostly fine, though, to play. You can play an old deck as long as it's not aggro, right? It's like that's if, it's, if a new set comes out and you want to play an old deck, oh. but you play aggro, everyone else's reaction is like, oh, of course. Of no, course you play the aggro deck. I no, no, only no, no, play no, no. aggro. I, yeah, I'm with Team Nicole here. I'm you like, all, get if your deck doesn't beat aggro, aggro, get the frig out. Yeah. It's, it's not my fault that you want to do 12 mana win condition. And also, <laughs> there are many times where just mono red's the best deck in the format week one. So let's we're go. All, we're all holding old school fisticuffs right now. Because if a new set comes out, I'm like, oh, I could actually make a deck. Cool. I'm going to play my deck out there. First opponent. And their what's their avatar? Jaya. Great. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I wonder what deck they're gonna play. Mountain. Was, but... was that your arena noise for like your match found? <laughs> yeah, that's my match, that's my match found noise, right? Is that better or worse than Caroline's <laughs> lasers? <laughs> yeah, she's got like lasers and that kind of stuff. I've got a freaking bazooka. Okay. When you find when you find a match. It's like an organ and a bazooka and like a piano and a, and a, and a tuba all came together and just said, ting, like, oh, you're about to play some magic. And I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be fun magic. And then what I want, what do I run into day one of a new set? Mono red. I'm going to close that client. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go play gladiator. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> 
So Nicole, but besides besides sitting there watching the neck decks and like seeing like the the taking the main decks and making some adjustments to it, what else like what else do you do in the kind of days into weeks into a couple weeks into a new set that kind of that that is how you approach when something when a whole new influx of cards hits the format. Well, it's good to review like the new tournaments and. That's that's honestly what I like to do. I like to see, you know, like what what decks are doing well, and obviously dismiss the mono red decks because they're just gonna do well week one, right? That's the trash. Is that, am I picking up? Is that how? <laughs> yep, no, yep, you're doing good. No, I, I think um, being able to judge the cards on their like raw power level from a lot of the sport now. See, and I also like I try to avoid the spoiler spoilers because I don't want like the the ones that aren't officially released because it's important to support our content creators and our community, and it's awesome to get a, a you know a a new spoiler. So I I think that's a really cool thing. So I try to wait for like the full um the full reviews that that are on honestly like a lot of a lot of sites do them. Somebody does them somewhere. I know my my husband does one, but he also picked Slither Wisp as the best in show. Uh, I, I know maybe even it's as, uh, as he should. as, a, as you know, I was gonna say it's a Grixis card, I guess, sort of Darn right. black black red, but a uh, black blue, but still, you know, <laughs> of it, yes, of course. <laughs> but yeah, um, like full set reviews, like getting the getting the power level, understanding like where they would slot in the new decks. And honestly, that's when the new decks start to come in. If there's going to be a new one, like based around keywords or things like party or, you know, uh what was the what was the the, the doggy one that came in? Uh Alpine Howlmaster and it played yeah. like the other what, what were they calling that it had such a cute name too. Uh oh no, I'm blanking. The red white deck? Silver Nota the pup deck? The pup deck, yeah. What was that called? They had a cute name for it. Oh, paw blade. Oh, paw blade. Paw blade. Oh, I thought I, you were talking about a keyword, and I was like, what oh no, no, dogs? there's no keyword for dogs except adorable. Yeah. But yes, paw blade. I love that deck. It was great. It didn't pan out. Be in a silver bordered set. Someone's gonna be like, keyword adorable. Every time you say the word good boy, all dogs get plus one plus zero till end of turn. I think that's a great idea. But probably it's a perfect example of a deck that kind of fleshes out in the first like two or three weeks of a format. And people are like, is this a real deck? And it just didn't pan out. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know? So those are the kind of things I like to look out for. Do you ever have a time though, when you're like, when you're playing in those spots and you're, you're looking for the neck decks and you're putting those things out, or maybe you play like some of the, some of the last seasons, we'll say kind of decks with a couple of minor adjustments. But is there ever a time that when you're playing those that you then start to see the decks that other people are playing going, oh, oh, I know what new card would fit in here. Or what if I tried this? Or maybe I should put some of these things. Like if you ever had that moment where it's like, oh, I'm going to put this card in here. And all of a sudden it just starts just going ham on on all the opponents that you're matching up against. Oh, for sure. I, I think that's experimentation's a huge part of it. And a lot of times it's not going to work out or maybe it will. Like uh, uh, Joel Riel, the one in a green like that came in was seen everywhere and now nowhere to be found because it just like didn't find the right shell even though it's a very powerful card but it couldn't find the right cards to surround it and it's not saying that that card isn't powerful and it could actually it could be a huge player if if it had the correct cards to to surround it like a perfect example is a card like gray merchant of asphodel like i don't know if you all remember when that card was spoiled people blew up. Everybody's like, 
that's it. Mono Black's going to be the best deck in standard again. This is ridiculous. And like, can't, don't they remember when they printed it last time? When's the last time somebody played a Grey Merchant of Asphodel against you in standard? It's been a bit. Wait, it was printed into standard for some reason. I just thought it was part of like a historic anthology pack. <laughs> See, the best, it's... the only, the only best part about Grey Merchant of, As of Asphodel being printed was that it was like an episode of Cheers if it was Magic: The Gathering. It got printed and everyone's like, Gary, Gary, ah, oh, it's Gary, he's here. <laughs> exactly. But but except everybody was not that happy to see Gary. So <laughs> everybody was kind of whispering, about, oh, Gary's here. Oh, God, don't. Right? He's the one. Yeah, he's that awkward friend. <laughs> it's oh, Gary. hey. Oh, hey, Gary. Gary. So nice of you to come back. It's going to be the title of this podcast. This one by Gary. <laughs> but the thing was, when when. It was first printed. It had the right cards surrounding it. Night Vale Specters and uh, uh, Pack Rat and all these other really good like uh, Underworld connections and like all these really good, really solid, you know, Black Pip cards. And this time around, it was just like Nightmare Shepherd. It just didn't work. It just, it just, did. it ended up not working out, and it, it just wasn't powerful enough for the format. And you know, again, it's wrong, wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, so. I think that might be a topic for another podcast. Caroline is like, and maybe this, maybe we do this for Kaldheim. Is like, you know, trap cards. Like three weeks into Kaldheim, like what did we uh, think? Sorry, was we awesome? play Magic, not Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you fallen for my trap card. But like cards, we thought were like, oh, this card is so gas. And then like two weeks later, we're like, yeah, no, that that was bad. That so might be right, a future. Might be a future podcast. Write down your predictions, see how they're gonna do, and then like open them up like time capsules. Okay, I'm going to write down whatever is the blue, black, red card. <laughs> I'm going to set that to the side. And that is going to be the gas card. Not just in Gladiator, but also in Standard. <laughs> but if I'm not, if, if, if there's other approaches to that game, if there's other approaches to how we treat a new set coming out, Caroline, I'd like to know how you approach that. Uh, yeah, so for Constructed, I have to admit, I overlap uh, with Nicole in almost every way. Uh Okay, I overlap with Nicole in every way. Um, I I agree with her. Like I'm I'm really against non-official spoilers. My Discord uh, has a, a pretty clean policy that you know if it's not official, don't show it. Um, I can't stop people from talking about it, but I can control what is in my Discord. Um, and everyone's pretty respectful. That happens without a lot of fuss, so that's nice. Um, in terms of of limited, which we haven't really talked about, this kind of whole previous part was about constructed for limited um back when i went to paper pre-release pre-releases which i don't really do anymore i did used to put in a tiny bit of effort and depending on where i was in my life sometimes it was more or less effort but again I, i'm very similar similar to nicole that i can't really just like see cards coming through my feed like through twitter and whatnot leading up to the event i really need to just sit down and be like okay Time to open the spoiler list. What is here? And back in the day, I used to print off the spoilers. And if I was like riding the bus or, you know, downtime somewhere, I would read them and get familiar. And I've done some of the, the preview show content, like limited resources. Um, I have to admit, like, it's tough. Five hours of audio is tough on anyone. And eventually, like, it just wasn't going in. Uh, I think it is it's clearly good for people that like it and they listen to it. And there's a reason they keep doing the show. Uh, but for me, my brain just like, it's just too overwhelming. I, I did do it one time where I had the visual spoiler in front of me and listening to them. And that helped a lot more. Cause I was, it was so hard for me to picture a card when they were just naming it. Like 
I could not visually figure out. So when I was in the pre-release, I'd be like, well, they really thought a blue uncommon was busted. Don't know which one it is, though. <laughs> it draws a card. They all draw a card. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so there's, you know, there's definitely different things I've done depending on how serious and how devoted I was to pre-releases. Like there were some pre-releases where I would go to, you know, all four or five of them. Um, and those were definitely the days where I was a little bit heavier into like knowing the the releases and all and and the new cards and all that stuff. These days, like in, in terms of arena only pre-releases and and my exposure to it, uh, I actually like kind of not knowing too much. I usually participate in the oh, I usually participate in the Magic preview event uh, uh, for streamers and such. And so I kind of like the idea of not knowing too much and just like let. Uh, our experience like Chad and myself like experience the new set together um, but those drafts are always never like actual drafts uh, and then in terms of the once a set is out uh, for limited I think I play my most limited for that for any new set within the first two weeks and I basically don't play limited after that unless this was back when paper existed um, but arena wise like I basically it's like the first two weeks when it's fun and exciting and I'm trying to get wild cards or just trying to get you know get cards into my account. Um, I'll do some some drafts here and there. Some sealed. I'm like meh on sealed in general. So um, and then that's it. But the one thing about limited is you can't really like with constructed you could theoretically start making deck lists ahead of time or like you know put together like what a matchup would be like and such. But in limited you really for me I have to do trial by error. I have to be able to physically draft the cards before I can even tell you if they're good. So you will never see any sort of like pre-release limited content for me. It just won't exist. I need to physically. Welcome to the uh, fam friends and magic, like breakdown of Kaldheim for limited. How do we feel about uh, this new card? How do we feel about the new Kaya? I don't know. <laughs> Great. Moving on to the next card. Sorry, Caroline, I interrupted you on that. No, no, no. I'm, that, Kaya is really great. It. Kaya is always great. Um, that, that's seriously like, it's just hard for me. It's hard for me to even like a card, like plus two, plus two trample or whatever. I, I played with this card before or whatever, like something like that, but I need to just do it in the moment to be like, Oh, tricks in this format suck <laughs> or Hey, there's no removal. So go to town. Like I, I'm just a very visual do learner, like do, do through learning. So learn through doing, there we go. I get there eventually. <laughs> We got um, you. We were picking up what you were putting down. So yeah, I, I, we, we undermet what you stood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of me. Brasky, what about, well, do you fit in any Nicole or Caroline camp? Or are you uh, by yourself on Grixis yeah, Island? Okay. Yeah, welcome to Grixis Island. It's like oh, Fantasy no. Island, but there's just a lot more like really slow, slow sorcery spells. That's all, <laughs> that's all it ever is. For, for me, it is something where it's like, I do... You know, I don't mind the the preemptive spoilers or something, only because like when I see that, like knowing of how content creators go and that kind of thing, if I see something was spoiled and then I'll kind of keep up to date with the official magic spoilers and be like, all right, if something was spoiled by somebody who like was going to tweet it later or that kind of thing, then I'll come up and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to like that tweet. I'm going to retweet it. I'm going to be like, oh, look at this thing. Uh, but specifically, if they're going to like make a YouTube video or something else out of it, I'm like, oh, they're going to give me some analysis of this you know, garden and that, and all of that wonderful stuff. So even if I see something preemptively, I more or less like the fake ones because it just tells me like how ridiculous I want my magics to be. 
specifically when that one crab came out in the past set that was like a zero thirteen, and when it got when it got like preemptively spoiled, I was like, there is no way in hell that this thing will ever exist, and then it does, and you go, now I'm a little bit more excited. At the same time, I was like, all right, whoever is actually spoiling it, I'm going to like and retweet. I'm going to showcase like what they were doing on that side of things. So it's like I, I play that delicate balance, but also I can't help but be that that kid at the top of the steps waiting for Christmas. And he like just snuck one of the presents, like shakes it a little bit and be like, oh, what's that? Hold on a second. Is that flashback? Oh, hold on. No. Is that is that imprint? Oh, I think I hear something else that's going on. And then you set it back down and call it good. I feel like you're more the kid that goes in mom's closet and looks for the boxes then 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 waits till they're under the christmas tree <laughs> yeah he, he pulls it, it's like oh man i found the presents they haven't even wrapped yet hold on a second <laughs> boros get it out of here oh i'm gonna be so disappointed but that's like but also the style of prep is that it, it's kind of weird how like life and work-life balance and all that kind of stuff also kind of conveys to how you ingest your hobbies content because I used to have, I used to live, I used to have basically like a, a 20 to 30 minute commute to work. And when that, when that commute was a thing, uh, I would have, especially when a set was coming out, I would have different podcasts or YouTube videos playing in the background, you know, audio playing that would give me the rundown of the new set, both for like constructed or limited or, or whatever format I was playing to give me the rundown of how I should feel about certain cards in certain formats. And in the current times, I just don't, consume content in that way so in the past like set or two i've really it's it's like it's like showing up for a test and not having studied except like cramming the night before and so like it's like oh new oh, new set goes live uh tomorrow really oh no oh god and then i go and i'm looking through the spoilers and i'm trying to be like what is the mechanics what do we do how are these things that can and so i'm like mildly panicked that i have a test tomorrow but I still just like, I feel like if I just cram and spend all night like learning what's going on, then I can show up and be like, I got this. This is great. Just play Grixis. We're going to be fine. <laughs> and that's kind of like, that is, that is how the, the release happens. And when normal, in normal pre release times, it was fun. It was fun just to know that I was going to show up to a pre release with friends. I could open up my packs, see what cool cards I got, and then look at my friends and say, what do I do? And then like give them my input of like, this is how I want to build it. And then being like, no, you need, you need more than 15 lands and then put it together that way. And then now in times of with arena and, and how things open up that way, I kind of have to shift how a new set opens between how I play it and how I'm able to play it based on how I engage with the game. And so one of the big things about it is also like, I try to stay relatively budget in magic arena. So when a, when a set comes out, I can pre-order and maybe I'll budget doing a sealed. Because sealed is actually one of my favorite things, Caroline, as, as in, in, uh, in conflicts to you, is the fact that like <laughs> you're like, sealed's not my thing. And I'm like, sealed is like a magical puzzle that I love to do in the first like week or two of a fall. Oh, you're so cute. It is. I just like, because draft, I'm like, I show up to draft going, much like we were talking about earlier, I show up to draft going, I'm just here to have a good time. If I, you know, if I get seven wins, great. I feel great. Sealed, sealed is like, it, I don't care how many wins I get. It's putting the deck together that I love to do. Like, that's what I love about a set's release. It's just playing sealed and looking at all the different ways I can construct a deck that way. Like, that's what I dig. That's what I love. So I'll try to dedicate my budget for the set towards playing sealed. Every so often, 
I'll put it towards like the the pre-order on Arena or something of that nature. Like I'll say they're like, oh yeah, I can do the the the, sh- the small like the fifty dollar pre-order on Arena. And I I gotta say though, when it comes to like the digital way of playing Magic, it is kind of a bummer to do a pre-order like that. Open up your decks, have your wild cards, and you get two choices: sit back and wait for two weeks to see what's good, or maybe make one deck that looks fun to play that might not even be competitive. And that's why I think I've steered myself more towards engaging with new sets in a limited format because, because of the way that, that the magic economy is, and we won't get like huge into this for that's a whole nother podcast episode. But because of that, I always feel a little bit hesitant to kind of devote my resources in a, in that digital format to constructed decks and, Instead, I'm going to devote them to something that, one, I might actually succeed in, and two, at the very least, I'm going to get a lot of time with. Because I will spend more time constructing the deck than I probably will even playing the games. So that's how I engage with a new set when it comes out. I love that. We all do it slightly differently. Yeah. Yay, us. Yeah, we're pretty awesome. Yeah. And of course, (laughs) I only stick to to like two rules when it comes to a new set coming out, and that is uh, no Selesnia, no Gruel. (laughs) <laughs> wait for it <laughs> i'm letting that pause i'm letting that pause stay well nicole's still figuring it out and she's <laughs> like i have i have so offended nicole she doesn't know i even even to process this thing right now <laughs> so just anything that doesn't have like grixis colors in it well gruel has red in it that was the confusing you know, part. they have red in it and it's it's more more or less like this is side comment also in the economy magic arena. I just don't have the cards to play green, white, or, or, or green, red. That's all it is. All I've invested so much into blue that anything that's not blue, I'm like, I can't do it. How do you not have questing beasts? Like, I have three questing beasts. It's everything else but questing beasts that I don't have. <sighs> I, put, I, put in a, I put in a deck in a stork the other day. I was like, cool, I can play this to coat the honor guard. Screw it. I can't do it. <laughs> That was that was what it was. I was like, all right, you know, going back to the blue. There we go. That's I, all I, I mean. you know. <laughs> but the, the big thing about it, though, I will say, is the fact that with a new set coming out, I still have the excitement. It doesn't matter the format that we play. It doesn't matter how uh, how we're jumping into it. It does not matter the ways in which we want to do that. It is something that is something that I'm always interested to see how other players engage with it, and I'm really looking forward. I, I, as opposed to this past set where I was like, all right, cool. Another set's coming out. Got to get ready for it. Let's go. This one, maybe it's the new year. Maybe it's everything else. I'm looking forward to having this new set come out because maybe it's because it's a new year, but also it just kind of has a new feel to it. I'm I'm now more inclined to know how I want to engage with the new set. Sounds good. And we want to know how you want to engage with the new set, how you're feeling with the way you prep for something like call time coming out very soon. And if you want to do that, of course, you can tweet at us at Swagoi Gaming, at S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. Of course, you can let us know as well uh, in the many different places you can find us on the interwebs, which you'll find out about in a second. And more people can let us know how it is if you leave us a like or a rating on whatever podcasting platform you engage with us in, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, any other wonderful RSS feed and other ways in which you can consume podcasting content, please leave us some stars, leave us an actual verbal review, whatever you feel like we would always very much appreciate it. And we always appreciate you listening to us. And I always appreciate listening to my co-host, letting me know what they're doing to get better at the game of magic and where we can find them doing such. So Nicole, where can people find you 
getting better at the game of magic and where can people find you doing it well you can find me on twitter at lady of the crease um and i will be casting this friday uh for the vml i'm very very excited uh, my casting partner will be becky uh becky bell she is fantastic uh that is 9 p.m eastern standard time twitch.tv slash aspirant ccg uh, they are Aspirant CCG on Twitter, so you can get all VML updates on there. So I'm excited to be doing that. And more VML, I will be testing all week. Me and Gruel are going to be best friends. As much as you want to stay away from Gruel, Brasky, all I, all, I just want Gruel in front all Gruel all the time. I'm going to cast so many questing beasts. <laughs> I am not morally opposed to Gruel. I just can't play it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Believe okay? in the cleave. So that's what that's what I will be doing this week. I will be grinding out the testing, testing with my uh, Sugoi teammates. Uh, you know, Brasky, if you'd like to show up with like a Grixis deck or something, humor me for a little bit. I would, you know, I'll take the reps. I'll, I'll take guys, my sweat. Mere Mill, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, you know, like at least there's a Demir deck. I mean, Rogues is a thing. It exists. I, so. I got to say, I'm not, I'm not morally opposed to Gruel. I just, I just can't jump. I physically cannot jump on that train right now. <laughs> I would jump on that. Like if I saw a questing beast, I'd be like, all right, I'm hopping on. Let's do it. But right now that's just not in the cards at the moment. <laughs> Caroline well, is what my week looks like. So appreciate it. Caroline, where can we find you getting better at the game of magic? And what are you doing to get better at it? Uh, yeah. So this weekend, as I said, there is a you know a couple different tournaments floating around. I have my eyes on maybe the SCG, maybe not. The CFE showdown thing is always an easy commitment. Single elimination is pretty, pretty easy to fit into my day. Um, the, that super open is something or super qualifier that I'm looking at as well. Uh, but mostly VML. I have my match on Thursday. It will be featured on Friday. Um, and then I have to figure out who the heck I'm playing next and go from there. Um, in terms of where you can find me, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on Twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. We always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. Darn right. Of course, I'm going to be sitting around being like, is there any way that Grixis can be competitive? And when I find out, no, I said, all right, I'm going to learn how to play limited in the new set. So that's what I'm going to spend my time doing as as the legitimate spoilers come out for the new set. I'm going to be looking and be like, oh, where does this fit? How do I can do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And then I'm going to be really digging deep into uh, all of the ins and outs of the super competitive high stakes gladiator underground. Brasky, I have to know, are you going to play in this tournament? The Gladiator one? Yeah. Not, well, thanks to this podcast, I now know that this tournament exists. And now that I know that this tournament exists, I might just have to play in it. I kind of want a tournament report. Okay, we might have to do that. Uh, only only if I will state this, Caroline, you want to play test with me? I need some play testers. Uh, maybe I'll play with you in the tournament. Perfect. There we go. Now we're talking. Everyone, listen to this. That's my hand saying, here we go. Yes. <laughs> Me concocting evil schemes. That's what I'll be doing. But while I'm learning about doing all those things, occasionally I might be streaming or tweeting about what it is that I find or discover. And when you can do that, you can find me both on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. Brasky1142. And of course, you can always find out everything that we're doing by tweeting at us at Swigoy Gaming or learning more about our 
entire esports organization at swagoi.com. S-W-A-G-O-I.com, where you can learn about both our Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, and Valorant teams, as well as our content creators as well, because that's what Sugoi is all about, is helping take players from amateur to professional. And we know that you are all pros at hitting the subscribe button, and we are pros of loving you. So we can't wait to see you next week as we learn about what else is in store for Call Time, what other formats do we want to play, and how else can we be thankful for you joining us this evening. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.